Are you dissatisfied with your spiritual progress, feeling stuck without knowing why, even after deliverance prayers or years of therapy? Recover your dignity, find your purpose, and discover the thrill of walking with God once again. Explore spiritual consultations with Sonia at BibleStudyEvangelista.com. Click Go Deeper on the homepage, then one-on-one, and find out how to cooperate more deeply with the Holy Spirit's action in your life with a spiritual consultation. If you like having Bible study in your pocket and you have an iPhone or iPad, why not leave a review? Search Bible Study Evangelista in iTunes and tell everyone how you're loving and lifting all you've been given. Here's Sonia. What does reading and studying the Bible have to do at all with healing? Everything, my friend. Absolutely everything. Nothing heals like God's Word because only love heals. And there is no way to heal fully in love without an intimate relationship with the healer who is love himself, Jesus Christ, in which he pours his love into you and your suffering. Because in all of my own life, I have found nothing so consistently transformative and fertile as the regular encounter every day with God in my daily scripture practice. The church calls it Lectio Divina, and that is the title of our very first chapter in the book Ignite that I wrote with Deacon Harold Burke Sivers. Ignite, read the Bible like never before. The first chapter is Lectio Divina. I am Sonia Corbett, the Catholic Evangelista, and this is the Bible Study Evangelista show. And we are in the first actual chapter, the first show or episode in the Ignite book itself, the study itself. And we're looking at the process of Lectio Divina. Lectio Divina is a phrase which means holy reading or sacred reading. And so every single day, he speaks to you, God speaks to you through the readings. I hear people ask me all the time, they say, God has never spoken to me. He doesn't speak to me. I don't hear God the way you hear him. And I would say, do you have a daily scripture practice? Because if you don't, then you're not listening because he speaks every single day through the readings of the church. He is speaking to the whole church collectively, but he is speaking to you individually. And not only you, but me too. And I'm going to show you through my Lectio Divina practice from this week exactly how this works. I'm going to run you through the process of Love the Word as Mary gave it to me. And I'll explain that in a few moments. But I cannot impress on you enough that you must have a daily time in the scripture with the readings with God if you are going to heal fully. I just don't see any other way. The catechism says that the one table of the Lord is the Eucharist and the scriptures. I believe that's in 103. It presents to us the Eucharist and the scriptures as a table from which we eat a banquet, a feast, and we eat at least three times a day. If you're me, you eat all day long. <laughs> but but your main meals are at least three times a day. So at least once, at least once. And the scriptures are full of why we should do that every morning. Why? Because his mercies are new every morning. The manna was new every morning. They needed the manna every single morning. The bread of life, which Jesus says in John chapter 6, is both his word and his body, his flesh. So we must have that daily bread. 
the sweetness of that daily bread. Why? Because the desert is hard. It's dry. There's no food. There's no water. There's no structure. It's dark. It's cold. It's lonely. It's chaotic. There's no direction. There's no purpose. And why? Because the desert is actually meant to teach us where to find all those things in God and in his word. It was his word that brought the provision to the people in the desert. I've been I've been meditating all over again on this me- desert idea from from just rest, actually, because of the readings this week, which I, I, I'll get to in a moment. But it's important that we lay the foundation that you must be in the scriptures and ignite begins with Lectio Divina because that is a daily relationship with God in the scriptures. That is one way to read the scriptures. It is a way that incorporates those scriptures into you so that they become part of who you are. As I said, there are two questions that I get the most. One of them is, how do I hear God speak? And the second is, how do I know my purpose? And both The answer to both of those questions is in the daily readings of the scriptures. You have to build a relationship with God to know what your purpose is. Why? Because the logos, the word of God, it says in John chapter one, is the meaning. He is the purpose. He is the meaning. You're not going to have your meaning and purpose unless you have a relationship with him. You're not going to know what it is. And you build a relationship with him by being in the scriptures. And how do I hear God speak? You learn to hear him speak by building a relationship with him in the scriptures, learning his ways, learning his ways with other people in study, but listening to him every day in the readings. And I'm going to teach you how to do that. If you've never started this practice, I want you to begin immediately (laughs) because God pours his love into you and your suffering. He gives you your purpose and the meaning of your life. He teaches you to hear him. And to trust him for all of your needs, he teaches all of that in the scriptures. There just is no other way. Every single day, he is speaking to you through the readings of the church. And the best way to begin healing is to hear God speak, to experience his presence, and to discern his will for your life through the daily readings of the church. And that is why we began the book Ignite with Lectio Divina, Hearing God Speak. Because when we talk about the Bible, there are two ways to approach it. One is prayerfully through that Lectio Divina, and two is through study. And there are several different kinds of studies, which we'll get into later. But right now we're in chapter one, Lectio Divina, Hearing God Speak. So we began the book. Actually, I'm the one who outlined the book. And what we did was approach the Bible through the who, what, where, when, why, and how of the Bible, which voice is his, how to discern his voice. And the word is a person, that relationship. So Deacon and I, we shared something about our personal hacks and tools and tricks at the end of the book. But we began it with Lectio Divina because building a relationship with God through the scriptures is super, super important as you're approaching the Bible to study because you have to know that he's speaking there. You have to know that he's present there. The The word of God, it says, is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, it says in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. And what's interesting is the catechism, when it talks about prayer, when it, when it starts to talk about prayer, it presents this relationship that God has with his people 
it begins in the Old Testament, but it starts to talk about Abraham and Abraham's call and Abraham's following God and the difficulties that he had, the discussions and the questions and the arguments. All of those are presented to us through through both the scriptures and the catechism as prayer itself. All of the rote prayers that we pray as Catholics are just tools meant to get us to this relationship. And most of us just stop with the rote prayers and the tool. We don't move any further past that that. And the scriptures are what help us do that because they are so incisive. God pinpoints the issue. (laughs) I mean, he puts his finger right on it. Everything in my life that I have done to this point, my relationship to my husband, my relationships to my, my children, everything in my ministry, every talk I give, every book I've ever written, every show I've ever done, every single thing in my life and ministry is built on my relationship with God in the scriptures every single day. And I remember coming into the Catholic Church 17 years ago and realizing that Baptists did not invent this daily quiet time. We called it the daily quiet time. And as as a Baptist, we didn't have any other way to get in touch with God. We didn't have another way to receive grace from God except to be in the scriptures because we didn't have sacraments. So as I came into the church... I I was I received the sacraments which built upon and completed well I don't can't say completed necessarily but but brought to bear the fullness of the graces of the sacraments on my formation and my healing and my walk with God but I had come all the way to the the door of the promised land based on only the scriptures and even with John of the Cross in reading him and all that he taught me through the scriptures on suffering and all that I had suffered before and, and how it all worked to, to to how God was healing me and what, what we were doing next and, and all of that. All of it came through the readings of the church, Lectio Divina, holy reading. And that can include the readings of the saints and, and other holy books and writings. I mean, even right now, right now today, I am in a study. I am studying for the John study that I'm about to present to my monthly donors, my monthly friends of the show, in which we're going to see John, the apostle, the youngest of all of them, show us that Jesus is the new Moses through seven signs, seven I am sayings or statements, and seven Jewish feasts. We're going to, so I'm studying for that study. I'm actually in a study myself, studying from someone else. Well, also for the John study, I'm presenting a study to you through Ignite, how to read and study the Bible like never before. And I'm studying a study for a new book. I mean, I got studying going on all over the place. So I'm hearing from God everywhere, but most especially through the daily readings. We'll talk about that next. But before we do, I want to shout out my newest friends of the show. Speaking of them, Diane S., Jim and Bella O.H., Bonnie C., Mary McG., Dawn M., Jeannie F., Gay C., Carlene G., Allison K., Madison T., Eileen M., Sarah R., Katie R., Christina N., Suzanne H., Petra K., Julie B., Patricia H., Rebecca S., Claudia P., Roseanne B., Mary Z., Suzanne J.K., Natalie C., Patricia B., Jeanette H., Sarah F., Gabriella M., 
M, Rosemary W, Yolanda J, Rebecca M, Kathleen F, Marina S, Aaron R, Chloe F, Carolyn McG, Bridget E, and Michael W. Thank you for being friends of the show and your support. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're listening to the Bible Study Evangelista Show. Bible Study Spirits That Taste Like Cake. Let's get social. I'm no longer on Facebook, so come and connect with me in the new Catholic Evangelista community. Visit BibleStudyEvangelista.com and click Community on the menu, or scroll down to the radio notes and click the link to our community. We're sharing pics and prayers, love the word takeaways and insights on the daily readings, and everything else social. Come share with me. Sonia created the Love the Word Bible Study Method just for you, based on Mary's personal practice and formulated for your personality and temperament. Get your Love the Word meditations every Monday morning by signing up at BibleStudyEvangelista.com. Now, here's Sonia. This week, I actually had this little question kind of hanging out in the back of my, my mind. It wasn't something that I actually spoke to God about directly, but I was mulling it over. I didn't want to present my usual How to Pray Like Mary, Love the Word talk to you because so many of you have followed me for quite some time and you've heard those two talks many times. You know what I'm going to say about as a dog returns to his vomit, so a fool repeats his folly and you know I'm going to give you the stop tool. And I don't want to do that today. I want instead to to share with you what God shared with me through the readings. Now, this is a mark of why it's important to keep track on a day-to-day basis, either through journaling or making notes in some sort of reading source that you use for the daily readings, like the Magnificat, which is what I use. And I actually, I like the the large print. It's not that large of large print, but I like the, the bigger size. So I use the bigger size and I give my husband the little one. And I, this week, I made a lot of notes on Sunday, actually, of last week, both before Mass and then at Mass, I got a couple of new things while I was at Mass. And when you practice reading the daily readings of the church, you want a way to keep track of what you're receiving on a day-to-day basis. This is particularly important after you establish the habit and you start to learn how to hear God speak. So before I talk about what the readings were, I want to talk about the process of Lectio Divina, the way Our Lady shared it with me. And this is the topic of my book, How to Pray Like Mary, in which I asked Mary through just trying to get to know her. I I asked her what she, Mary, wanted me, Sonia, to know about her directly. And I was just trying to get to know her. I, I, my bishop, as many of you have heard before, my bishop challenged me in confession He said, the measure of your Catholicism is the measure of your relationship to Mary. And I was pretty put out by that because it felt like an accusation that I wasn't Catholic enough. And I had heard that a lot coming into the Catholic Church, but then also after I came in because of the 
circumstances surrounding that, which you can read about in Just Rest. But the the stalking by the seminarian and the hatred of the parishioners, <laughs> some of them, some of the parishioners with which um, I went to church and just a lot that was going on. I got that accusation a lot. She's just not Catholic enough. She's not been Catholic long enough. And then to hear that from my bishop, it just annoyed me. But it it stuck, you know, because I, I went through a lot to come into the Catholic Church. I, I went through a lot. It was the most rigorous time of my life, except for this year, which I'll talk about in the next segment. But since I had gone through so much to come into the church, it, it did stick. And, and I went to Mary. <laughs> I just asked her directly. I'm like, what do you want me to know about you? I, I Clearly, I need to get to know you. And the very first thing she shared with me was her love for the scripture, which it just, it still surprises me. First of all, that she was trying to connect with me in the one place besides motherhood and being a wife that were the most important was the most important thing to me. So the scriptures are the most important thing to me, except for my vocation and my my marriage and family. And that the scriptures are what everything in my life are built on. The God of the scriptures, not just the book, but the God of the scriptures, the God that I have come to know, the God that I have come to, to authentically love and learn what authentic love is and receive authentic love from him. That's the God that I, I know in the scriptures. And for her to share with me her own love for the scriptures, just it just was such a surprise. And then right after that, she shared with me, love the word. I asked, I, I wanted to know something about her. And she sort of directed me to the joyful mysteries of the rosary in which I saw her prayer practice. So she was in her chamber, as was her typical discipline, her prayer discipline. She was in her private prayer chamber, reciting the Jewish prayers and praying those fixed hour prayers of Judaism. And that's when she heard the word of God through the angel Gabriel. So she was listening. She was listening for the word of God. And in fact, in Hebrews chapter five, verse eight, we see that Jesus learned obedience through the things he suffered. And that word obedience means to hear. He learned to hear God through what he suffered. To hear or to obey means to lean in, to lean in. In fact, lots of stuff in the readings about obeying God this week. But Mary then is called the mother of listening, both by Pope Benedict and Pope Francis. And she received the word of God from the angel Gabriel at the Annunciation. And then Pope Francis wrote this really interesting homily and and offered it, this homily on St. Peter's Square, and he talked about how she listened with attention, availability, and acceptance through her relationships and her circumstances. And that is how I have come to understand that God speaks through the readings and through the scriptures. He speaks to us about our relationships and our circumstances. And it was so interesting to me that Pope Francis pointed out that that's exactly what Mary did. She heard the word of God through the angel Gabriel. She observed her relationships and circumstances and and knew what it meant. And so she jumped up and went to serve Elizabeth. She understood what it meant that all things are possible with God. 
She knew who it applied to because she was listening. So it applied not only to her, but also to her cousin Elizabeth. And so she went to serve Elizabeth. She knew what to do next because she was observing her relationships and circumstances. And then when she got to Elizabeth, she verbalized back to God all that she had heard and the ways that she interpreted it. And she prayed it back to God through her Magnificat, which is called Mary's song or the song of the church. The word Magnificat comes from the very first word in Latin, my soul magnifies the Lord. So the Magnificat is Mary's song. And there's, I talk about psalmody and the, the rich heritage of song in both the scriptures and also in Judaism. And now, of course, in the church, in my book, How to Pray Like Mary. But if you'll notice the process by which Mary listens and obeys and hears the word of God is this L-O-V-E acronym. She listens, L is listen, she observes, O is observe, V is verbalize, she verbalizes back to God through the Magnificat, and then E is entrust. May it be done to me according to your word. And so my question for you is, if you don't have a practice like this, how are you going to know what God wants to do unto you if you are not in his word listening for his voice and his purpose for your life. How can you say with her, let it be done to me according to your word, if you're not listening to his word and you have no idea what he wants to do unto you? So she showed me her own relationship with the scripture, the scriptures, and for her, they would have been Scriptures that she acclimated from both the daily prayers of Judaism, but also the prayers that she would have prayed in the temple. So that, and those were all scripture. So she acclimated the scriptures to the point where they were part of who she is. And in fact, we could even say that she loved them so much that when the word of God came to her through the angel Gabriel, she incarnated it and she gave that word to the world. And what I sensed from her is that she was sending me with this acronym, this model of her own prayer, love the word, to invite every one of her children to this practice to both emulate her and to bring the word of God to the world through us, through the incarnation, little I, she is calling you to have this sort of practice in a way that it's fruitful, that you are changed, that you are fertile with it, that it grows within you, and then you can share it with others. In a way, then, we become a monstrance with her. But for sure, we model our prayer on her prayer. So we love the word like Mary. We listen like Mary. We offer the word to the world like Mary, through this practice of love the word, listen, observe, verbalize, and entrust. Now, I'll walk you through the guide sheet on that when we get back. And there is a free printable both on the homepage of my website and also on the post page from which you received the email with this show in it on the right hand margin. 
So look for that free printable. It's a journal page and guide. You open your email, you click the show, and when you when the show opens, that page on my website, look on the right, and in the margin there is a free journal and guide page. Now, I've been doing this practice for 30 years, and this week was a perfect answer and a perfect example of why you should be doing this practice too every single day of your life. You're listening to the Bible Study Evangelista Show. Bible Study Spares That Taste Like Cake. Did you know you can get Bible Study Evangelista radio notes and podcasts delivered to your inbox every Monday morning? Redeem your Mondays. Join thousands of your fellow listeners by subscribing at BibleStudyEvangelista.com. Now, here's Sonia. If you're tired of being harassed by anxiety, fear, and depression, if you're ready to end the constant drama and pain in your relationships and circumstances, if you're sick of pain and disease and constant fatigue in your body, you need the Sacred Healing Masterclass. It's packed with practical tools for healing anxiety and woundedness, 10 hours of biblical Catholic teaching on healing for the heart, soul, mind, and body, and the latest science in physics, neuroscience, and somatic psychology. Healing is your promise and inheritance in Christ. Go to BibleStudyEvangelista.com homepage and click on the Sacred Healing Masterclass for details on how you can be healed. You will experience healing through this masterclass, and what you learn will dispose you for love, heart, soul, mind, and strength for the rest of your life. I said in the previous segment that I I didn't want to share with you the same process of love the word that I did 25, 30 years ago with you today in this show, because so many of you have followed me for so long. You know, that's that's old information. And so it was really interesting to me that (laughs) this morning God pulled together an entire week's worth of readings into this coalescence or this culmination of a huge mess message for me that was an exclamation point on my entire year. And in fact, my whole life up to this point. Now, I want to to encourage you that from the election of 2016, through COVID, through all of the madness of all of that, My daily time in the scriptures, my love the word practice has kept me absolutely, totally peaceful and sane and immovable. God has shared with me. He has been sharing with all of us from all the way from then what he is doing. He's been sharing with us through the readings. I wish I could. I had time to go back now and tell you all of the ways that he spoke through the scriptures regularly about what's happening and has happened and was happening in our country. And and even now, I, I believe that what I got this week also applies to all of us together and is a message for the whole church. I know that. I don't even have to believe it. I know it because it's in the readings that those are the Holy Spirit's word to his church every single day. 
So I have something new to share with you is what I'm saying. I said all that to say I have something really new to share with you. But before I do that, I want to go through the process of love the word with you in case you've never done this before. L-O-V-E. So you're going to sit down and you're going to listen to the scriptures. Pope Francis called Mary the mother of listening because she is available and attentive to God, according to Pope Francis. So I listen by opening my heart to receive the word of God. Come Holy Spirit. I am reading the word of God in the readings of the church or else I'm listening to them. But the word that I hear and read today is a gift from him in answer to my prayers. I'm going to read the passage slowly. I'm going to savor each word as I write it down, possibly emphasizing each word in turn. If you write it down, you don't absolutely have to write it down, but it's helpful. Why? Because that way you can keep track over time. So many times you're going to say, I think that was God, but I'm not sure. It sounds like me. Maybe it's me. And when you write it down, not knowing, in a couple days, you're going to go back and go, oh my gosh, yes, that was him. That's exactly what happened to me this week. I'm not sure why something stands out. It doesn't always, he doesn't always say why. Sometimes it's obvious. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's a puzzle piece that he's adding to, and then he pulls it all together later, which is how this week sort of went. But either way, you're going to read the passage You're looking for anything to which your attention is pulled. Maybe it's a word. Maybe it's a phrase. Maybe you have a question. Wonder what that means. For instance, someone on the community asked what the word smote meant. What is the word smote meant? And so she she went and looked it up. And looking up the word gave her something from God. So those are all ways in which God is drawing our attention more deeply to something that he's pointing at. So we need to pay attention to whatever our attention is drawn to. It could be a word. It could be a question. It could be a phrase. It could be as we're sort of sitting in the narrative and we're placing ourselves in each role of each person in the narrative. This is a great discipline. There are a couple ways you can do this. You can emphasize each word in turn of a verse. So for instance, let's say the verse says you will give strength to your people. 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 You will give strength to your people and onward as you go. And this is also the way I pray the rosary because it helps me to emphasize each word in turn and it keeps me from being distracted. It also, oftentimes there are nuances in there that you receive as you emphasize each word in turn. So those are two ways that you can listen to the word. But either way, you're looking for for things to which your attention is drawn. And pay attention to those because that's the Holy Spirit getting your attention. So that's L, listen. And then O is observe. So you remember that you're in the presence of the Holy Spirit. You ask him, Holy Spirit, what do you want to say to me? And you observe the events of your life with him. Where does this passage speak to your circumstances, your relationships, your habits, your concerns, and your problems of the past day? And this is where it's good to kind of look back at what you journaled the day before, if you journal, but at least to review what your thoughts were the day before about the readings the day before. What word or phrase or idea is your attention drawn to? And how is the Holy Spirit guiding you and encouraging you through the passage that you just read? 
Does it apply to a problem that you're having? Does it apply to a question that you've asked him? Does it apply to a circumstance that you're not sure what to do in? Does it apply to a relationship? All of those things are part of God's concern with us because they're part of our concern. And so he speaks to those things, particularly if you ask him the question, wait on his word and listen for the answer in the scriptures. (laughs) So that's L is listen, O is observe. V is verbalize. You linger with the Holy Spirit over everything that has surfaced in your heart and your mind through his word, and you verbalize back to God what you think he's saying to you. Now, this this might come through journaling. It might just simply come through a verbal prayer. And for Mary, we know for sure that that's what it was because it came out of her in the Magnificat. She prayed back the scriptures to Elizabeth, and we know that because the Magnificat is based almost wholly on scripture. The Song of Hannah, the Psalms, even Song of Solomon. So there are lots of roots of scripture in Mary's Magnificat, and that's what erupted out of her when she went to praise God with Elizabeth. And you can see that it's this whole review of everything that she feels like God has is doing for her, but also with Elizabeth, actually. So you're verbalizing back to him what you think he's saying. You're talking to him freely about your thoughts and your feelings, and you're writing it all down if you're going to as best as you understand it. And then you ask him to confirm or deny what you believe he is saying, if if it's appropriate to do that. Say, if you have had a question about what you do in a certain circumstance with a certain person and you feel like you got an answer, you want to make sure that you can confirm it, that he'll confirm it. And he will. He will so long as it's not a doubt, right? We, Lord, I know that you've spoken. I just want to make sure that I, I'm, I'm not outstepping or outpacing you and your activity. So can you confirm? And then you watch to see how he answers by surveying the events of your day and your week. And this is where most of us feel like we don't get our prayers answered. We throw stuff up to heaven and we get distracted and we get busy and we do other things and we we don't even remember we said anything. And then we get the answer and we don't recognize it. So this is part of why it's so good first of all, to have the practice, because this is a meditation practice. This is a prayer practice, but it gets you in touch with the God of the universe who understands you and your personality and temperament and the other party and their personality and temperament. He knows your purpose and their purpose. He knows exactly what the best thing to do is. And if you don't ask him, then you are simply operating on your own ideas, your own flesh, whatever seems right to you. And I just have a question on that. How well has that worked for you? I don't know about you, but that never works for me. What I think I need to do and what God says I need to do are often two very different things. And every single time I obey him, I'm always surprised by how it turns out. So L is listen, O is observe, V is verbalize, and E is entrust. Because once you've decided on some action with his help and in his presence, you're overwhelmed by the fact that he answered you, by his tenderness, by his omniscience that he knew before you ever asked. And he placed it the answer in the readings for you to read along with everyone else in his church. But you got a specific answer, an intimate answer, a personal answer about your circumstances and your your relationships. When that happens, there is nothing sweeter. It is It is an overwhelming tenderness of God that just makes you want to sit 
in the goodness of it. We're overwhelmed in the E-step sometimes with the tenderness and the patience and the mercy and the forgiveness and the generosity of God. And so the only response is to resist words and just shut up. Just remain silent and simply rest in Him. We entrust Him with every single outcome of all that we have entrusted to Him through our Love the Word practice. L is listen, O is observe, V is verbalize, and E is entrust. And in that process, every single day, my challenge for you, if you've never done it, is to practice for 40 days because 40 is the number of gestation or the beginning of something new. Practice it for 40 days and watch what happens. You're listening to the Bible Study Evangelista Show. Bible Study Spirits That Taste Like Cake. If you love having Bible study in your pocket, you can become a friend of the show. Click on the yellow friend of the show button on BibleStudyEvangelista.com and become a supporter of any amount and any frequency. Now, here's Sonia. Love the Word, then, is modeled on the Annunciation, and the Love the Word method invites Our Lady to guide each of us in her own personal prayer practice. L is listen, O is observe, V is verbalize, E is entrust, and this, my dear, these are the steps of Lectio Divina, only without the Latin. And I particularly like this method because, first of all, it did come from Our Lady. But secondly, it's based on love, her love for Scripture, her love for the Word of God, who is a person, not a book. Jesus himself, the Word, the Logos, the Word that gives you the meaning of your life, the purpose of your life, the Word that teaches you to hear Lectio Divina and the steps of Lectio Divina in Latin, they're exactly the same, only they're not in Latin. So you don't have to try to remember, am I doing this right? Have I got the right word? Am I on the right step? And what you'll find when you when you settle into the practice of Lectio, Meditatio, Oratio, and Contemplatio, those are the, the Latin words, when you settle into that process and it becomes easy for you, you'll see that the steps sort of overlap and you don't need that guide anymore, the L-O-V-E guide, because you've learned how to love the word yourself. You've learned how to receive his love and how to love him back through the word of God. And we have learned how to love the word like Mary from Mary. She's the one who has taught us to interpret the word we hear and read through the landscape of our own lives, our circumstances, and our relationships. And you can begin today, and I I am begging you to please begin today reading the daily readings. You can get them free all over the internet, but on my homepage, there is, you can link to a Love the Word page that gives you a whole list. You can look at the Love the Word journal. All of that stuff is on my website. But now what I want to do is share with you my Love the Word gathering, my manna gathering from the past week. Because man, I'm telling you, it was a doozy, probably the biggest doozy ever. So it began Sunday with the reading where Elijah is called to the mouth of the cave to witness the Lord pass by. He's at Mount Sinai, which is already full of meaning. 
He's at Mount Sinai and it says the Lord will be passing by. And that was the thing that stuck that stuck out to me. The Lord is going to be passing by. That's what I underlined. The next thing came to me actually in the mass. I had read the readings before I went to mass. And as I sat in mass, I, I was reading them as they were being proclaimed from the ambo. And it said he came toward them walking on the sea. So he was passing by again. Now notice, two is a pattern. When you see th- something twice, that's how that's part of how you know God is actually really speaking to you because he repeats it so you don't miss it. So I saw that and, and I had it there twice and I was like, oh, okay, wow. And then that very same day, there was this absolutely beautiful meditation on not being afraid. What does it mean to not be afraid? And I mean, it struck me so deeply because it spoke into my main wound, which is badness. If I do something bad, then that means I am bad. Now, this right here was a culmination of a lot of lessons that I have been learning this year. And thankfully, I spoke with a friend of mine who is also a spiritual director. And just the process of verbalizing it helped me sort of gather the structure of my thoughts together for this particular show. And I'm so thankful to her. But my Lent, as I shared last week, my Lent was so rigorous. And in part, it was because I'm learning temperance. And when I fail in temperance, I am bad. Now, I dealt with my badness wound years ago, knowing that it comes from my father, right? I knew that. But I have been I've have been really struggling with it through my husband because he he can be he's not critical now, but he doesn't understand why I can't just get my shit together and do what I need to do in this temperance area (laughs) because I was practicing and I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't winning all the time, you know, and that was frustrating for me. It was frustrating for him. And so I could feel him becoming frustrated with me. And it felt like judgment. It felt like condemnation. But what I also know in my consultations and and my learning and, and my role in my ministry is that when we start to harbor a judgment about another person, that's always about us. So I started to realize, okay, wait, I'm projecting here. I'm judging me. I'm judging me. If I can't be temperate, if I fail in temperance, if I am bad, If I do bad, I am bad, right? So it went back to my my father wound and it was coming through my husband because, and here's why it was so effective. If my husband, who I know to be holy in so many ways, I mean, he's not perfect, but he, he is very holy. And if he says I'm bad, then I must really be bad. And that was very, very hard for me to, to, to feel like I was letting him down and that he he saw me as bad. I mean, that was just so hard. And that is what kicked up all the stuff for Father's Day. Because now that's my father wound, you know, and now I mean, just what a mess. Woo. But that meditation on Sunday really spoke into that because it says, (laughs) God does not cease being good because I am bad, nor does he cease seeking me because I go astray. And it was just so precious that day. And so the Lord was passing by. And then I get this meditation that just broke open this this whole process that I'd been through, through Lent, through Father's Day, and through all of that practicing temperance. I also had, I could see that my husband, who who 
in the past could be very judgmental and condemning was learning temperance too. He was learning, and my spiritual director is the one who said this, he is learning to temper his judgment with mercy. And what I realized is he couldn't learn that anywhere else except with someone who loved him and whom he loves. He had to learn mercy on someone that he knew he loved because otherwise he don't have the time of day. (laughs) So I'm the only one who could have taught him, either me or my kids. So that sort of kept me stable through that whole process. And that I also got from the readings through Lent and through Father's Day, all of that. I was getting that encouragement on a daily basis through the readings. So that was Sunday. Uh, There were actually a couple of other things in there. Um, In the psalm, it said, come close to my soul and redeem me. And I know that the words come close means sacrifice. So I wrote that down. Uh, And the Lord listens to the needy and does not spurn his servants in their chains. So when we fall into a trap of sin, God always hears us. All right. That was all from Sunday, which was I spent almost all day crying uh, Sunday because it was just so big. And then Monday, it what jumped out at me was the readings were in Deuteronomy, because when I see Deuteronomy, I always know that this is a review. God wants me to do a review. He's reviewing with me. And that was about the only thing I got out of Monday, because then Tuesday, there was this parenthesis. It was the solemnity of the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And so I kind of felt like I was supposed to be reviewing with her because she is the one who she is the patron of my ministry, first of all. But when I consecrated it to her, that very weekend of the consecration that I did to her on the Assumption, the Feast of the Assumption, that very weekend, I got my very first three public speaking engagements as a Catholic. And so I was reviewing my relationship with her and her relationship to my ministry. I understood through Deuteronomy, I was supposed to be doing a review. So I was looking back over my ministry and then we're, we're looking at it through Mary and her intercession, right? That was... Tuesday. Then Wednesday, we're back to Deuteronomy. So I'm thinking again about about my ministry and, you know, looking back over my Lent and my Father's Day and my trip to Australia and how difficult this whole year has been, really. Then the soul said, bless uh, Psalm. The Psalm said, blessed be God who filled my soul with fire. And then there was a, a very specific guidance on a consult that I had the next day out of Matthew 18. I got an instruction that I want you to do Matthew 18 with her. And so that was what I got on Wednesday. Also, um, instruction on the consultation, let the blind regain their sight, the lame walk, the lepers be cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead raised, and the poor have the good news proclaimed to them. So that was another one of those uh, personal those personal guidances for a consult. And then Thursday, then we were doing review again, only we have switched from Moses to Joshua. And this was very new for me. I have never, I've never had this happen where we're doing a review and then suddenly now we're in Joshua and Joshua's doing a review. And I, and I was kind of like, okay, Lord, what are we doing now? And again, there was a reference to the carrying of the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant, to me, over the years has come to to mean Mary, the new Ark of the New Covenant. So again, there was this reference to Mary, a review of things, but it was in Joshua. And I didn't get it then. It still hadn't happened because I didn't get the second, right? I didn't get the pattern. There wasn't a pattern yet, but I, I knew for sure he was drawing my attention to this 
review. And again, there was a guidance on Matthew 18. So twice in a row, Matthew 18, I know for sure I need to do this thing with my consult. I know for sure this is a review, but I don't yet know what kind of review. I only know that, you know, suddenly we just switched from Moses to Joshua. Now, I'm not going to have time to finish this. I'm going to have to stick it in a bonus section for friends of the show. So, and if you're not a friend of the show, why not? But I want to just say, here's the point. Make sure if you don't have a Lectio Divina, a Love the Word uh, habit, that you start it today. It is so very important for your relationship to God. Thank you for listening to the Bible Study Evangelista Show. Find out more at BibleStudyEvangelista.com.